My name is Erica Talia McCarthy, and I use gratitude as a cornerstone for attracting everything I want in my life. I am here to show you how to reduce stress, create great habits, and develop a winning mindset that will allow you to create the life of your dreams by planting gratitude seeds and watching your gratitude garden grow. Come on my journey with me as I share what has worked and what has not worked in my life. Let's manifest, change our mindsets, and make this world a better place together. Welcome to the Gratitude First Garden. I am so happy you are here. Hey God, it's me. God, I am in a total funk today. I mean, I am just in like the absolute worst mood. First of all, one of the goals that I set, I didn't even reach. I thought I was going to reach it, but a hiccup happened at the last minute and that goal just went kaput. I didn't even reach it. I'm so upset. Secondly, it seems like everyone in my life, God, everyone that I'm trying to communicate with, I just have really poor communication with the people in my life. It's like we don't understand each other. We don't speak the same language. And, you know, when I try to communicate something, it's like they just don't get it. I'm so frustrated. Why can't I reach my goals? What is up with my communication? Why do I still have these fears around certain aspects of my life? I don't get it, God. And I'm so tired. I'm so frustrated. And I'm so fed up. God, please help me. Please give me some wisdom. Please give me some guidance so I can move in the right direction. Thank you so much. Amen. Erica, I have a program you need and you'll love. It will help you with all of the issues you're experiencing now. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. first gardeners let us take a moment to close our eyes and just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and take a moment to show a bit of gratitude today 
gratitude and just being thankful, feeling thankful, saying that you're appreciative. It's so important in life. Everything that you're grateful for comes back to you. So the more gratitude you show, the more God, the universe, source, the creator, will give you back to be grateful for. So gratitude is just one of my favorite things that automatically puts you on a higher vibration. It makes you feel good energetically. And if you're having a bad day, it just lifts up your spirits automatically. So let us just take a few moments to think about some of the things that we are grateful for. We actually have an abundance of things to be grateful for, too many to count. But we'll just pick out a few things today and we're going to sit quietly and reflect on what we're grateful for now. good my gratitude first gardeners let us take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and we'll open our eyes and start the show after this short break all the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now First Gardeners. I hope you guys are having an amazing week, a wonderful day, and a fabulous life. <laughs> no, but seriously, you guys, I hope you are doing so well. And in fact, I want to know just how well you're doing. So come and chit chat with me on the gratitude first either the youtube channel or instagram or in my facebook group or on tiktok wherever you are i am there as well so <laughs> let's be friends and you can find me online at gratitude first that is gratitude one st.com Com. And yeah, just let me know what you're up to. Are you doing any fun things in life, in business? 
just say hi and introduce yourself. I absolutely love chatting with you guys. I love checking my DMs and seeing old names and new names and just striking up conversations. It's so much fun. So yeah, don't be shy. Come and reach out to me. Guys, OMG, do you know what song has been running through my head lately? Oh my goodness. So I just get random songs that just come out of nowhere, you guys. Do you guys, do you ever feel that way? Do you ever get like just random songs that you haven't heard in years that just like just appear in your head? So Have you guys ever watched the TV show, The Wonder Years? You know, it's like, (laughs) I have not seen The Wonder Years, like, I think since I was a kid, but it was like a show that I loved when I was a kid. And I used to watch it like all the time at my grandma's house, my Nana's house. And so that the theme song for The Wonder Years just popped in my head out of nowhere and I haven't seen that show in years you guys but it was such a good show oh my goodness so yeah okay so (laughs) I you know I have to sing it for you guys right so here is the song and let's sing it together because it's gonna bring back some old memories so here we go one two three What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Oh, baby, I get by with a little help from my friends. I know I butchered that, you guys. But do you remember that song? Do you remember that show? Okay, if you used to watch The Wonder Years, you have to come and and just like type in Wonder Years on Instagram. Find me at Gratitude First, Gratitude One ST. All you have to do is type in Wonder Years, and we are like automatically BFFs. Okay, that was seriously one of my favorite shows. So. I don't know. It's so random, but (laughs) the Wonder Years has been playing through my head. What in the world, OMG? But okay, enough about the Wonder Years, you guys. Um, Yeah, tell me what other old shows you used to love. Like, did the Wonder Years come on Nick at Night? I think it did, if I'm remembering correctly. You know, my memory is, you know not the best but um yeah I think it came on Nick at Night I think so but it was just it's such a good show and if you don't know what the Wonder Years is just go find it I'm sure you can find some episodes it's such a good show you will be so hooked okay (laughs) so jumping into our show for today 
guys, today we are going to talk about all about NLP. And I know I have been mentioning this, you know, topic for a little bit. And now I want to talk about it with you guys. I'm so excited to talk about it with you. And if you're interested in NLP, if you have no idea what NLP is, I think this is going to, you know, shed a little light, give you a little insight, no matter where you are on the NLP journey. And of course, as with everything on this podcast, if, you know, this message does not resonate with you, I want you guys to always follow your heart, always follow your gut. You know, if, if, NLP just isn't your thing. That is okay. I totally like honor that. I respect that. You know, everybody is entitled to, you know, going down the path that is right for them, right? So, you know, if NLP isn't your thing, I have now, let's see, 50 six or 57 episodes on this podcast so <laughs> about all types of topics. So I'm sure you will find a topic that really resonates with you. So yeah, just go dig for some other episodes. I'm sure you'll find something you love. But for those of you who are curious about NLP or you don't know about NLP and you want to know more, yes, this episode is for you. Okay, so first of all, Erica, what in the world is NLP? Well, I'm so happy you asked because NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I'm going to read the boring, <laughs> the boring definition for you just so you have a definition, right? So, Neurolinguistic programming is a psychological approach that involves analyzing strategies used by successful individuals and applying them to reach a personal goal. So that is the definition, the official definition definition of NLP, but I'm going to dive a little bit deeper because yes, we, you know, when I was getting my NLP certification, I'm officially a certified coach, but um, when I was getting my certification, um, yeah, like we, oh my goodness, you guys, we touched on so many amazing Topic. So I want to just, you know, dive a little bit deeper. So um, I got my certification with a company called Recalibrate 360. They are just amazing with like a capital A, a capital A, you guys. So good. I highly, highly recommend them if you're thinking about getting certified. And I got certified in NLP and um, hypnotherapy with them. So they're such a good company. Just amazing people. They're The class was taught by Nathan and Christy such amazing people. 
And Christy is actually from Connecticut, where I spent a lot of my childhood and my grandparents actually still live in Connecticut. So I don't meet a lot of people from Connecticut. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, that's so cool that you're from Connecticut because you know, living in Atlanta now, I don't meet a lot of people who are from Connecticut. So that was cool. Okay, you guys. So here are like some of the things if you're curious about like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. But what can I actually learn with the neuro linguistic programming? Like, what does that even mean? Right? Okay, so here are just a few. And guys, when I say a few, I mean, just a few of the things that we learned. But if I were to go over everything, it would take like literally days. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I'm just breaking down a few of them. Okay. So the first thing that I thought was really, really cool is, you know, we learned about reframing. And if you've never heard of reframing, it's sort of like when you look at a negative thought in a different light, right? So it's all about giving you different perspectives to see a certain issue. So I'm going to give you an example. So let's say, you know, you were talking to your friend, you're, you're an adult now, you're talking to your friend about your childhood growing up. And let's say you say, oh my gosh, you know, my mom was so smothering. She would, you know, she treated me like a baby. She always read me a bedtime story, even when I was like super old, like I was, let's say, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. I didn't want my mom to read me a bedtime story, but she still read me a bedtime story. It was so annoying. I hated that part of my childhood, right? So, and guys, I'm just picking out something random, right? But, you know, just let's flow with it here. <laughs> so let's say you're complaining to your friend about how your mom always read you a bedtime story and you absolutely hated that aspect of your childhood because you felt completely smothered, right? So what reframing actually does is it turns that, you know, negative thought of you feeling smothered into, you know, sort of something positive or at least gives you different perspectives or different ways to view that. So here's what your friend could say. Your friend could say, oh, wow, I can't believe that made you feel smothered. That's so interesting that that made you feel smothered because my mom, she actually, you know, she worked two jobs. She, you know, was a single mom. She did the best that she could for, you know, me and my siblings, but she was actually never home during bedtime when I had to you know, go to sleep. And so since I was the oldest child, I was the one who had to make sure my siblings, you know, fell asleep and followed their bedtime routine. And I never actually even saw my mom at night most times because, you know, she was out working hard trying to pay the bills and keep a roof over our head and keep food in our refrigerator, right? So your friend could be like, wow, you were actually really, really lucky that your mom was actually home and, you know, she had the time to actually tuck you in and read you a bedtime story. 
you see how that's a reframe? So, you know, now you're going to look at your friend's story like, oh, whoa, you know, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I'm being too harsh on my mom. Maybe it was actually a good thing that she was able to read me a bedtime story, even if I was, you know, a little older and I thought it was like really uncool, right? Maybe, you know, I'm actually happy now that I had a mom who was home to read me a bedtime story, right? So, That is reframing, you guys, when you can, you know, think of different perspectives um, from the same type of story or the same type of incident. And now you can see from somebody else's point of view how they would have loved to have their mom there to read them a story, even if they were a little older. So I love reframing because, you know, when we are going through life, we have a lot of things that, you know, can make us feel unhappy, a lot of change that comes about that's unexpected that we suddenly have have to cope with. You know, when we're looking back on our childhood, even we could think about, you know, things that we disliked. But when we put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and we kind of get different perspectives to look at the same situation or a similar situation, I love how it, you know, broadens our minds to actually you know, reflect back on our own situation and say, well, you know, is it really that bad? Is is what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking really that bad? Is this situation really that bad? And like I always say, you guys, you're always entitled to your feelings. So however you feel is how you feel. And you are definitely entitled to fully feel those feelings. But the thing about reframing is that, you know, it just helps to give you different perspectives. And so it kind of, you know, broadens your mind to think of the same situation in a different way. Don't you just love that? I absolutely love that. Now, another thing that we learned that is so relevant for, you know, business, I think, is how to properly set a goal to achieve that goal. And, you know, we set goals all the time, right? Whether it's in business, whether it's in life, maybe you do New Year's resolutions every year, like goal setting is just a thing. It's a thing that we do. But we learned, you know, the steps and the what is needed to actually, first of all, have a proper goal. And then, you know, how to achieve that goal in the keys to an achievable outcome um, work exercise. So I thought that was really, really, really good. And one thing that NLP teaches is that, and it might sound a little selfish, you guys, but it's actually not. But they teach, you know, when it comes to goal setting, to think about yourself first, right? So when it comes to goal setting, if you're setting a goal for somebody else, right? So let's say, um, let's say you want to eat healthier, right? But you don't actually want to eat healthier because you want to eat healthier. You want to eat healthier because 
your wife tells you that you should eat healthier, right? So that wouldn't necessarily be something, a goal that NLP would consider a goal because you're actually doing it for somebody else. If you are perfectly okay with, you know, your eating habits, and if you, maybe you even think that you eat healthy, but your wife says, no, you could eat a lot more healthier. But if you're perfectly fine with your eating habits, then NLP says, you know, it's not for us to come and interfere with something that you don't perceive as a problem. So if you don't think it's a problem, then it's not a problem. And so when you're setting these goals and when you're trying to achieve these certain outcomes, you think about yourself first in meaning that, is it something that you actually want or are you doing it for somebody else? And studies actually show you guys when you do, when you, you know, try to accomplish things solely for somebody else and it's not actually something you want, then you are more likely definitely not to reach that goal because it's not congruent with what you really want in your heart, in your spirit, in your soul. You're just doing it to please somebody else and not saying that, you know, I love to be of service to people. I love to make people happy, right? I love to please people. So not to say that that's necessarily a bad thing, but you know, when you're thinking about, is this an actual goal that I am trying to achieve? You have to really distinguish, are you, you know, trying to reach the goal for yourself or are you just doing it for somebody else? And you have to really think about, okay, you know, is this something I actually want? So that was just so, one of the things that was so eye-opening to me when it came to goal setting. Another thing that we learned is all about the sales, you know, process, how to master the art of selling. And if you feel, you know, really icky about selling, and I totally can relate to this because I used to feel this way too. If you think that selling is icky and, oh, I don't want to talk about numbers. I don't want to talk about money. I get it. I get it like a thousand percent. But one thing that I learned about selling is that selling is actually a service. You are being of service to somebody else. And I want you to think about it this way. What you have, whether it's a product, whether it's um, a course, whether you're a coach and you do coaching sessions, you know, whatever your business is or whatever your, you know, thing is that you do, people need that. People need that product. People need your course. People need your service. And you are doing them a disservice by, you know, not selling to them because you feel it's icky, right? If somebody, let me, let me put it this way, right? If somebody um, say, I really, really, really needed a bag of ice and you had a grocery store that sold ice, right? And I came into your grocery store and I said, hey, you know, I really, really need this bag of ice. I have, you know, drinks in the cooler. We don't have any ice. It is a hot August day. It's 90 degrees in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going on a long road trip. And hey, I really, really need some ice for my drinks to keep them cold. 
Now, guys, imagine if you said, oh, no, I can't sell you this ice because I really I don't like selling. I don't like talking about numbers. I don't like talking about money. So even though I have this ice, I have something that you need and I know you need it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sell it to you because I don't want to talk about numbers. I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to exchange money. I don't want to think about money. Do you, do you see? And I know that's such an extreme example, but energetically, that is what you're doing when you're refusing to talk about, you know, your products, your services, how amazing what you have to offer is because people need it. You wouldn't be selling it. You wouldn't even have had the thought to sell it or to create it or to become a coach or to create that product or to sell that product if somebody didn't need what you were offering. So just think about it that way. Selling is a service and you are doing a great benefit to people by actually selling to them and allowing them to receive what it is that they need. Okay, so I hope that was super helpful if you have, you know, some reservations about selling and talking about money and things like that. Okay, you guys, this was a really cool one. Oh my goodness. So we learned all about sensory acuity. And what that means is, you know, you can actually look at someone and you you can sort of tell, you know, how they're feeling, their thought patterns, things like that. And let me give you an example. So let's say, you know, um, someone was, you know, and this is uh, an example we used in class, but let's say somebody was actually talking, um, we kind of talked about a person that you liked and we talked about a person that you didn't really care for too much, right? And let's say you thought about both of those people. Now, if you closed your eyes and you really thought about, you know, the person that you like, you love, you're, you absolutely adore, you always love to be around them. And if we observed you, we would notice certain things about, you know, your lips and how tightly or loosely your lips are. We would notice thing, things about your, your slight body movements that you don't even know that you're making when you're thinking about that person that you like. We would notice things about your breathing and how fast or how slow you started to breathe when you thought about that person that you liked and that you loved and that you just absolutely adored. Now, on the flip side, if we asked you to close your eyes and think about a person that you don't like, you know, you you don't care to speak with them, you don't care to be around them, you guys just don't see eye to eye, you really, really, really do not like this person. You don't even want to be in the same room as this person, right? So if you have somebody like that in your life and you closed your eyes and you thought about that person, we would notice drastic differences. We would notice differences in your breathing. We would notice differences in the way that your lips, you know, how um, how clenched they were or how open they were. We would notice differences about, you know, the slightest movements that you did with your body that you don't even know that you're doing, 
But if an observer was looking at you, they they would see that you're doing these movements. And it is that was just, whoa, you guys, that was eye opening to me because we actually did this exercise and we were able to see. And I mean, it's like clear as day. You cannot mistake it. If you really observe the person, it's clear as night and day if they like, you know, the person that they like and how, you know, what kind of movements they made with the person that they liked and then the person that they didn't like, it is absolutely as clear as day. I thought that was so amazing. So that is called sensory acuity. Now, another really cool thing we learned is how to really, really build rapport with people. And you've probably heard of building rapport before where, you know, if you like, like I said, me and Christy, we come from Connecticut, right? I, I lived in Connecticut as a kid. She's from Connecticut. So yeah, I went up to her and I was so excited to tell her that I'm from Connecticut because I don't meet a lot of people from Connecticut living here in Atlanta. There's a ton of people from New York, but in New Jersey, but I don't. Um, meet a lot of people from Connecticut. So I, you know, I was super excited and we had like a conversation and it was like super cute. We were talking about Connecticut, really nice conversation. So that is an example of building rapport. So rapport is like, okay, we come from the same hometown. We come from the same state. We went to the same high school or college. We, you know, went, we are in the same volunteer organization. We do the same extra extracurricular activities. We play the same sports. We love the same sports team, right? Those are all examples of how you can build rapport. But NLP actually takes it a step further and says that, you know, you can build rapport just by communicating effectively. So 7% only 7% of our communication is actually verbal, right? 38% of our communication is tone. And so that's why people say, you know, I don't really like to have really serious conversations over text message because you cannot hear the other person's tone. The other person can't hear you know, my tone and it's, you know, it can kind of get messy or misconstrued um, to really understand what the person is really trying to get across if you can't hear their tone. And so 38, 38% of communication is tone. 55% of communication is physiology. So that is, you know, like if you're slouching in your chair or if you're sitting up straight, if you're leaning to the side, if you're um, sitting forward so you can hear the person more closely and more intensely, if you're twiddling your thumbs, if you're, you know, cross, if you have your legs crossed, you know, all of that is like physiological. I can't say the word now, (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say. But um, yes, so we learned all about how to build rapport in those ways that you can't necessarily, um, you know, like here, because only 7% 
is verbal and then, you know, tone as well. But you, I loved the physio law. Phys- I'm not even going <laughs> to. I said it the first time, but I can't say it this time. That's so hilarious. But I love the part about, um, you know, just looking at people's like body movements and things like that, um, you know, as a way to build rapport with them. I thought that was just so, so cool. And then, you know, some of the other things you, we did, you guys, is we learned how to release things. We learned how to, you know, get over or, or overcome our limiting beliefs, those fears that hold you back, you know, those things that you may have said or done to someone that you're not very proud of, you know, like guilt and shame and things like that, fear, anger, sadness. We learned how to release those things and how to, you know, effectively deal with those things. We learned how to, you know, set big goals and not limit ourselves because oftentimes when we set goals, we have to, you know, we think about it realistically, like, oh, what can I realistically achieve? We threw all of that out the window and we said, you know what, forget being realistic. We want to set goals that we actually feel in our heart, in our soul. And that is exactly what we did. It was so cool. You know, we learned how to tap into your unconscious mind to get the answers that you seek to overcome those limiting beliefs, to release all of those fears, all of those, you know, hurts and pains and all of that, that just holds us back. We learned how to tap into that, how to release it, how to really, you know, go after what it is that we want, how to set, you know, goals and actually achieve them and also how to set goals not based on our limitations, but based on the fact that we are limitless. And I'm going to say that again because I love that so much. But we are not our limitations. We are limitless. And so, you know, NLP teaches you that you can have what it is that you truly want. You have to believe that you want it and you have to get rid of all of that stuff that is holding you back from achieving it. And like I said, we are, you know, I truly, truly, truly believe that we are creators. We can create our realities. We can create the things that we want. But all of us have stuff, right? I have stuff. You have stuff. Everybody that we know has stuff, stuff that holds us back, right? And so, you know, that is one thing that can keep you from really achieving the things that you truly desire in your heart, in your soul, not just what you think you deserve or what you think you're capable of. You're capable of, you know, just infinite possibilities. If you truly believe you take action, action is key, right? And you get rid of the stuff that's blocking you. So NLP basically teaches you how to get rid of the stuff and stuff I'm putting in a 
you know, broad, it's I'm making that a really broad label, but whatever your stuff is, it teaches you how to overcome that permanently, not just temporarily, permanently, right? It's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm not a spokesperson for NLP, you guys. I just love it so much. And it has been just a life transforming journey for me. Just so, 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 so good. Now, if you have a significant other in your life and you're like, Erica, I need to communicate with them more effectively. We don't see I we don't hear ear to ear when it comes to communication. <laughs> I was going to say see eye to eye, but you know, communication is verbal. So I'll say here, you don't hear ear to ear. Did you guys like that? <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, if you're like, ah, I just need our communication to be better. You guys can do this together. Like there was a lot of couples in our class. It was super cute to see a lot of, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, married couples, uh, it's complicated couples, whatever your <laughs> whatever your situation is. <laughs> but you can, <laughs> oh my goodness, um, you can do it together with your partner. I'll just say partner <laughs> to kind of encompass encompass every sort of situation, right? So, um, it was in the the partners they saw tremendous breakthroughs, you guys, tremendous breakthroughs. And so if you're thinking about, you know, how can I, you know, take my relationship to the next level, NLP can definitely help. And we learned techniques that can bring your bond so much closer together that can, you know, really solidify your love for each other, your relationship that can help you overcome those, you know, communication challenges that you may be having. Um, it, it NLP teaches you how to really understand each other, like at a fundamental deep level and how to, you know, even if you're two, if you're two totally different people, how to speak the other person's language, how to, you know, and vice versa, of course, it's a two-way thing here with a relationship, right? So you both speak each other's language, you know, even if you're totally different, you know how to, you know, what each other needs, you know, how to communicate effectively. And even, you know, we learn different techniques for how to make your bond grow even stronger. So, oh, it was amazing. So, you know, if you're interested in, um, you know, getting your NLP certification or just taking a couple of courses, you know, and you have a significant other, then I would definitely say, you know, if it's something you both are open to, it, it would be a really, really good thing um, to do with your partner if that's something you're into. So yeah, you guys, um, yeah, that's all I have to say about my amazing NLP journey. Of course, the journey does not stop. Oh my goodness, I am just like the NLP cheerleader now. It's it was truly and I'm sure you guys can like hear me smiling through 
<laughs> through your earbuds. But it was truly of like smiling like a little girl because it was truly so amazing. I can't even say how amazing that experience was. And not just the fact that, you know, of course, the fact that I got my certification is amazing, right? But seriously, the things that I took away from, you know, that class, and it it was a long class, very long days, right? Very, very long days. I was exhausted, absolutely exhausted at the end of each day because you're really working, you know, mentally, right? You really have to think about a lot, absorb a lot of information, you know, try different exercises. So I was definitely exhausted. And I am the person who loves to be in crowds. I love to, you know, like concerts, if there's events, I am the girl who absolutely loves to go. So the fact that I was exhausted (laughs) actually says a lot. And that shows you how much, you know, mental power it took for us to like learn everything. But it was a thousand, two thousand, three thousand percent worth it, you guys. So if NLP has been something you're interested in learning more about, if it's, um, you know, something that you, after hearing this podcast episode, if it now sparks your interest, I would say go for it. You know, I, I did my, got my certification through Recalibrate 360, but um, yeah, go with, you know, whatever, look them up. Definitely. I think you'll love them, but if not, then go with whatever, um, you know, organization you feel called to because it's all about you being in alignment and you feeling called and good about the path that you're taking, the journey that you decide to take. And like I said, again, if NLP, if you listen to this episode and you're like, Erica, that sounds like a bunch of hogwash, then that's okay. I love and respect everyone on this podcast. So if, you know, what I was saying did not resonate with you at all, then that's okay. It's all love here. We're all family, right? So that's it, my loves. That is it. And you guys, I have an amazing course that is out right now. I have gotten some awesome feedback. And if you have ever wanted to grow your list and also make sales in your business simultaneously, then I am going to present my terrific tripwires to massive sales course to you. I've gotten really good feedback from it. People are absolutely loving it. And so if you're looking to grow your email list, I can teach you a technique that will help you to actually get sales as soon as somebody joins your email list. It's really cool. It's really simple. Anybody can do it. So I will leave the link to my course in the show notes. And of course, if this episode resonated with you or if any of the other episodes on the Gratitude First podcast have resonated with you, I would be so honored if you would leave a five-star rating and review. It really, really, really helps the podcast to grow. It helps other people to find this podcast so they can plant positive seeds and watch their gratitude attitude gardens grow as well. And thank you a thousand 
percent, a thousand times my loves for taking time out of your precious day to listen to me on the Gratitude First podcast. I'm so happy to connect with you and I cannot wait to speak with you again next week. Have an amazing week. Bye-bye. All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now tuning into the gratitude first podcast remember to subscribe for more positive episodes that plant seeds of goodness let's be friends on social come say hi to me on instagram at gratitude first if you resonated with this episode please leave a comment and spread the word about the podcast by telling everyone you know i love you Stay blessed and manifest those dreams. Have a magnificent day, Gratitude Gardeners.